Hi, this is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I help you shift your energy so you can become magnetic to anything you desire in life and love. I'm here with my husband, Tom, today because we received a question from a listener that was addressed to both of us. So welcome and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So this woman sent in a question to us after listening to the podcast episode we recorded on five steps to attract anything you want with the law of attraction and your feminine energy. For those of you who haven't heard that one, I highly recommend going and checking that out. It will help you so much really in any area of your life, no matter what you're looking to attract or call in. The question she sent in was actually about attracting a partner or the right person for her. So I'll go ahead and play the question next so everyone can hear it. Hi, Helena. This is Aria. I wanted to submit a question that's just been radiating out after listening to your most recent podcast with Tom. You guys were talking about going general, like just the idea of really just going more general about this person that is your partner. And really the question that's um, kind of radiating and arising from within is how do you decipher between going general in judgment. How do you decipher the difference of if you're resonating at the same level or if your judgment is getting in the way of just fully allowing in the person who is that person? I hope that makes sense. I really appreciate you guys talking about this and bringing this to light. I love how you both just so willingly like go into what actually works and really allow us to see what that looks like. It's so refreshing and it's so healing and helpful to see what true love actually feels and looks like and how you can recognize it. So it feels so good to hear all of that and it deeply resonates and nourishes. Thank you guys and feels so good to be in your sphere. Sending so much love and light. So Tom, I'll let you start. What were your initial thoughts on this question? Well, I think when we were talking about this, I was saying that actually going general or having a general thought process with regard to the person that you're looking to attract is itself actually the way to not be judgmental, to avoid judgment. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think going more general is allowing yourself to have less judgment. I see this a lot in women in my community. I know men can do this as well. We've all been there. They come to us with a very specific list of what what they're looking for in a potential partner. And when I see those lists of, you know, 15, 25 things that they're looking for in their soulmate, I can just see right away how they're actually choosing with their masculine energy rather than their feminine energy. Would it be helpful for me to explain the difference there before we get into this? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so choosing with your masculine energy would be sort of looking at a man on paper and deciding he's what you want because he looks good physically, you have a lot in common maybe, or he has a great job, maybe he's successful, you're really attracted to him, or you have a lot of chemistry, and you see these qualities that he has, and you decide that this is the guy you want before seeing what he does or knowing if he 
he's even available or willing to pursue you for a committed relationship. And when we choose with our masculine energy, it can be easy to put a guy on a pedestal, sometimes without even realizing it. And when we do that, we tend to want to go after him or prove ourselves to him or win his love or earn his affection or attention. And all of those things push a man away on a very deep subconscious level, even if he was interested and attracted to you at the beginning. Would you agree? I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, exactly. I think both men and women tend to do the same thing often when they're finding a lack of success or they're getting frustrated with the process of dating, for example, where they think that they're not having success finding the right type of partnership because they are missing some objective criterion that if they just added that to their list of things that they're looking for in a partner, that would prevent them from coming across people who are not a good match. So I think that the solution to this, the solution to being frustrated with the process of dating and the tendency, the natural tendency to maybe become more objective and add more criteria is maybe the process of choosing with your feminine energy. What would that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So choosing with your feminine energy would look like choosing a man based on how it feels to be with him. For example, how relaxed you are around him, how much you just feel like you can be yourself and open up and he likes you and he's interested. He's not critical of you or judgmental and it just feels really good. It's an easy, steady, comfortable place. You don't feel on edge or anxious. You're not up in your head wondering if he likes you or what should you say next? How's this date going? And most people aren't used to doing that, I think especially if you're online dating, it can be easy to just want to choose based off of certain criteria. And we've just seen that actually work against people in our own lives. I see it in clients all the time. I think even in our own relationship, if we had tried to make some decision about whether or not we should go on a first date, for example, based on some objective criteria, we may have filtered each other out before we even got on that first date. What do you think about that? Right. We've talked about and, and even joked before about the fact that we don't have anything in common. And on the face of it, I think that that's kind of true. If you looked at our online dating profiles before we met, you might conclude that we wouldn't necessarily be an immediate match or that you wouldn't have any basis for concluding that we would be a match. We didn't live close together. We didn't have any of the same interests, hobbies, didn't share a profession, any friends. There was really nothing objective that would lead one to conclude that we would be the perfect match that I think that we are. And that's not something that we could have ever determined without meeting each other and feeling what it was like to be in each other's presence, right? It's so true. I think we found pretty early on that we're very similar in, you could say, our essences or maybe personalities or the way we approach things, but that couldn't really be explained in an online dating profile or something like that, right? Right. I think that the underlying difficulty is that you have to be able to describe people often by some set of objective criteria. You often find yourself describing a person on the basis of the job that they have or some physical attribute or something. And there's a pragmatic reason for needing to do that. But the fundamental problem when you're trying to find a partner is that people are complex. Humans are complex and you can't break a person down into any list of objective criteria. And I think most people are generally pretty bad at actually identifying the types of things that make a good partner for them. And that's not a comment on 
on any specific person. That's just human nature that we don't have that ability to actually be able to define in an objective way what makes for a good partner. So true. I think a great question for everyone to ask themselves is, do you actually believe and trust that the right person for you is going to have all the qualities you're looking for and so much more? And I think when people start to ask themselves that, they actually don't trust that and that drives them to try to control the situation or filter people out based on some kind of specific thing like their education level or where they grew up or what kind of family they came from without even really speaking to them or getting to know them. So if you fully trust that the right person for you is going to have everything you're looking for and a billion other things that make them so perfect for you that you can't even describe or articulate from the perspective you're coming from right now, you can let go of that list and choose with your feminine energy and just how does it feel to be with this person. Now, of course, that's not to say that you shouldn't have discernment, like you mentioned, if there's some sort of blatant red flag or some big discrepancy, like if all you've ever wanted is to have a family and a guy says on his online dating profile, I don't want children, or if you want a committed relationship and a guy says he definitely doesn't want that, he's just looking for something casual, or of course, if he's rude or disrespectful, or there's something just off-putting about him when you first speak to him or even in his profile, obviously, we're not saying to give everybody a chance, but I think loosening up that list of that specific criteria when you're choosing from your masculine energy can help a lot and make sure you don't filter out the right person because you're coming from a place of judgment like this woman described. What do you think about that? Right. And we understand, like you said, that especially if it is in, say, the context of online dating and you're a woman, you are probably flooded with messages and you have to have some practical way to filter out the types of people that you would even choose to spend a half hour or an hour on a date with. And so I think for most people, there are at least probably some deal breakers. Like you said, if you wanted to have children and somebody was flat out saying that he is not open to that, there are some definite deal breakers that everyone should probably have to at least make some preliminary assessments of who they would even allow themselves to spend some time with. But those should be extremely, extremely few. I can't really see a reason why anyone would have more than a handful of deal breakers. And I think that's even generous. I think most people are overly specific in what they feel are deal breakers, what constitute deal breakers for them. If you really were to break it down, I think you could probably eliminate many of them and not lose anything with the types of people that would make good partners for them. Yeah, I think if I was trying to describe what I was looking for in a person coming from that masculine energy place, of course, I wasn't doing that. But if I was, I might have thought that I should be looking for someone who also works from home or has their own business or has a schedule that's flexible like mine. So we could go do things during the week spontaneously. And that would have probably filtered you out because we work in entirely different fields. And I think you actually mentioned the other day that you actually really like that we don't have anything in common when it comes to the kind of work that we do, right? Right, exactly. It gives me the chance to experience some other areas of life and profession that I wouldn't have normally experienced. And it gives us conversation around things that I think are interesting to both of us that we wouldn't have normal experience with otherwise. I think another good example is we have a friend who is very selective in who he will consider for a date and has a particular 
interest in ensuring that people he dates are athletic or are active. And his online dating profile, I think, often specifies that he's looking for somebody who works out or is active or something along those lines. And we've asked, what is it that he's trying to ensure by specifying that? Is it that he wouldn't find somebody physically attractive who isn't active and works out or that he wants to share activities with this person and then finds that he might not be able to do that if the person says that she's not active and doesn't work out. But we've asked if the person came along to whom he was attracted and who did share the interest in physical activities, but didn't say that she was physically active regularly or didn't work out regularly, didn't meet his threshold of a workout schedule that he considered to be satisfactory, <laughs> would that mean that he would turn that person away because she somehow didn't meet his criterion? I don't think so. I think that the underlying issue for most people is not that the person that they're looking for meets some set of criteria. It's that they're looking to feel a certain way with somebody. They're looking for somebody who will make them feel attracted, feel interested, who will provoke their thoughts, will be a good conversationalist, whatever the underlying things are that make for a compatible partnership. And so those are the things that are actually important. It's not the criteria themselves that you try to add on top of other criteria to ensure that you'll find a person who satisfies all of your interests. Absolutely. I always say that if this person's soulmate came along, his true soulmate, and he was crazy about her and very attracted to her, and they loved to do everything together, even if they didn't play the same sports, they could explore each other's interests and just had fun no matter what they were doing. I don't think he would care if she only worked out once or twice a week, as opposed to the three or four times a week that he says he's looking for. That seems to be very important. So for everyone listening, just catch yourself if you tend to filter people out based on some kind of objective criteria. It has nothing to do with what kind of partner the right person for you would be. And I think a great way to do that is rather than making a list of this objective criteria about exactly what kind of job someone needs to have, exactly what kind of education level they have to have, exactly how many times they work out every week and things like that, try making a list of how you want to feel in your ideal relationship. Most people say they want to feel safe and loved and secure, cherished, adored, understood, those kinds of things. Write those feelings down and that can sort of be your compass for how you want to feel in your ideal relationship. And then when you talk to people or get on a date with someone, you can really see, do I feel safe with this person? Do I feel like they really understand me or get me? Or does something about this not feel good? Do I need to take a step back here? I think those things would serve you much better than filtering people in or out based on something that's really specific that doesn't have anything to do with what kind of partner they would be. I think we've talked about this as in having the funnel or the net be really wide at first and then just get on a date with someone and see how it feels. Would you agree with that? Right. I think you've said actually something along the lines of it's amazing how many people we know personally who have selected people to date and spend time with who have a lot of things maybe going for them, except that they make terrible partners. And <laughs> it so seems true. like that is kind of number one or should be number one. Do I have that right? Absolutely. I see this every day in the women in my community too. Of course, we've all been there, right? So there's 
no judgment here on our part, but yeah, a guy or a woman might be amazing on paper. They might be really attractive and successful and funny and have a great personality. But if they're, let's say, emotionally unavailable or avoidant or hung up on their ex, or they have something else that's preventing them from committing to a real relationship, I would say based on that, they don't qualify because you're not going to feel safe with them. You're not going to feel prioritized and valued and cherished, right? Right. And that's not to say that those people may not be capable even of being a good partner to somebody, but the particular matches are indicative of a bad partnership from the beginning. And it really doesn't matter what criteria that person happens to satisfy. It is never going to be a good relationship because of the fact that it's not a good partnership. Absolutely. So we hope this answered your question. We hope this was helpful for everyone listening. If you want to go deeper into some of these attraction principles and learn how to match your energy with your beliefs and desires so you can attract anything you want in all areas of your life, I'd recommend checking out my program called The Feminine Art of Attraction. I can include a link to that in the description of this episode. And you can also join the Goddess Club if you'd like to get your personal questions answered by my top coaches in a private online forum. I'll include that link too. So everything's just in the description or episode details. And just to wrap this up, I think it's important to keep an open mind, catch yourself when you start to come from judgment or when you're getting too specific too quickly and focus on how you want to feel in your ideal relationship rather than the conditions or list of criteria that you think you need in place in order to feel that way. Right? Right. So this was great. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. And thanks for listening, everyone. We will talk to you again very soon. The biggest mistake women make when a man is hot and cold, acting distant, or pulling away is something called a connection barrier, and it only pushes him further away. If you'd like to read about what a connection barrier is so you don't accidentally make it, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.